when we procrastinate and our kids who will primarily do what we do, remember they primarily do what we, what we model for them, we put them in a position where they're actually watching us feel uncomfortable and avoid facing uncomfortable emotions. That's what we teach them. And so the benefits Earlier this week, Studio 5 contributor Heather Johnson urged parents to overcome the procrastination bug. By doing so, she said, we teach our kids to approach hard things with confidence. Well, that conversation sparks today's conversation, how to parent a procrastinator. We want to learn more about how we as parents can raise children who avoid putting things off. Psychologist Dr. Todd Torelli will help us do that. It's great to see you, Todd. Good to see you. Do you feel like most kids are procrastinators or maybe at least go through a procrastination phase? I think all humans are procrastinating. And I don't think it's a phase. I think it's a skill mm. that you either learn or you don't learn. Mm. And, and um, I'll tell you, I often joke about job security in my world because more and more kids over the last 10 years, I'd say, don't have the skill. And I think it's about procrastinating is just a form of avoidance, right? Mm -hmm. we, we get anxious about something, we don't want to do it. And when we avoid, we don't feel real great about ourselves. Mm -hmm. But when we, when we do something hard, when we cope with it, we do feel good about ourselves. So fundamentally, it's a big deal because it's about our, it's about self-esteem. It when ripples into it does. mental health issues and that confidence it that does. you described. Let's talk about how to parent procrastinators. First, you say we need to understand the why. So procrastination is not laziness. Okay. Okay. And we often feel bad about ourselves when we do it. We feel like we're being lazy. It's usually one of two things or both. It's usually anxiety. There's something that's really uncomfortable. We don't want to do it, mm -hmm. so we don't do it. But it also can be a matter of skills. Like there are some kids, like my daughters were born with calendars in their laps <laughs> and they color code them and put sticky notes on them. My son hasn't opened a calendar in his entire life, <laughs> right? And some kids, especially kids like with ADHD, yeah. we call it executive functioning. Yeah, That's a term that has to do with getting yourself going and planning ahead and using your time well and taking a big task and breaking it into small tasks. Some people are born with it and some people aren't. And so it really is a matter of, of learning how to deal with your anxiety sure. and learning the skill. And knowing your child and, and how your child. to right. adapt or right. accommodate that. You say not to nag and that sounds good. No one wants to be the nag, the parent <laughs> out there reminding again and again right. and again. But we kind of slipped into that pattern, don't we? Well, we all nag. I have never met a parent in my career brag to me about how effective their nagging was, <laughs> right? And if you understand that it's not really behavioral, it's not them being defiant, mm -hmm. that it's about either an anxiety or a lack of a skill, mm -hmm. you can't nag your way into that. In mm. fact, nagging will just kind of backfire. So the solution to nagging is what, teaching? Teaching, teaching skills. Teaching skills. There's some skills. You've got a few for us. You want us to teach our kids to just start. If I get up in the morning and I have a bunch of emails, the last thing I want to do is answer those emails. Yeah. So sometimes I'll say to myself, I'm just going to do this for five minutes, mm -hmm. right? And then once I get going, momentum is everything, right? There's a really cool skill called the Pomodoro Technique. Okay. I love this. It's so simple. If you Google it, you can read all about it. Basically, the idea is I'm going to do a task that's unpleasant. Okay for 25 minutes. Now, if you're a kid, you can do it. It doesn't matter how long it is. You can do it for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but I'm gonna do only that task. I'm gonna turn my phone off. 
I'm going to do that task. And I kind of think to myself, I can do anything for 25 minutes yeah. or a kid can do anything for 10 minutes. Yeah. So it's just getting yourself going on that task. And once you, once you cope with it, once you do it, the anxiety goes away. Yeah. Right? We feel better when we're doing it. I experience this every time I work out. Not that there's anxiety Me around too. that. But once you start, that momentum <laughs> yes. carries you. Okay. Yes. A couple other skills. We can break tasks into smaller chunks. So we can also use rewards. What kind of rewards will motivate a procrastinator? So anything that they like, right? So for my son, if he's writing a five-page paper, which he's actually doing right now. Okay, go, Guy. If he can just work on it for a while, like we'll do the Pomodoro thing, right? Uh -huh. I make my kids do that. So if he can do a couple of those Pomodoros, he can go shoot hoops, he can go work on his dirt bike. The key about rewards is that it has to be immediate. Like you can't say to your kid, write your, do all your homework this year and we'll take you to Disneyland this summer. Mm. It's gotta be immediate and it's gotta be something really cool, something that they really want. Something in the now in that the, will reward our them. Our brains are immediate gratification brains. Yeah. They, want, yeah. they want that now, so that's, that's important. This was a really helpful conversation, knowing we all procrastinate, we're likely mm -hmm. raising a procrastinator, so thank mm -hmm. you for pointing us You're in this, sol this solid direction. Where can we get more advice from you? All my socials are Dr. Todd Talks. I have a podcast coming out, and you can find me there in about a month. Great, congratulations. Yeah. We'll you. look forward to that. Yeah. More of Dr. Todd is a good thing. Thank you so much. Thank you.